It's the Courthouse Podcast with Mike and Muskie. We're on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Crack House Podcast. My name is Michael Sullivan. Joining me, Chris Musky Muscolino. What's up, buddy? Mike with a nice haircut, man. Yeah, I got a little got the summer cut. Yeah, man. Tighten it up good. for the summer. Looking good. I took off the mustache, the little ratty, the ratty mustache, and uh rocking for the summer, man. Yeah. How's your week? A lot of a lot of stuff going on in the world these days. Yeah, week was good. Yeah. So Some far, so good. Right What's up? Shows. Uh, shows. A couple of shows during the week. Yeah. A couple of mics. Wasn't bad. I got a show Monday. Broadway. Yeah. Two shows Monday. Okay. We'll see what happens after that. And uh, I think I got two coming up in July, too. I got to find nice, out man. the dates again. Uh, but that's about it. Hot as hell, man. Today was hot. Yeah, you know, it wasn't bad. I was in the shade. I had two outdoor gigs, an engagement party today, and I had a uh, another party yesterday. And uh, luckily enough, I was in the shade. I brought a tent. Wasn't too bad. But uh, summer, man. Hot time. Summer in the city. Hot time hot. in the city, baby. Big week, um, man. Big week, a lot of doings out in the world and in the world of entertainment and in the crack house. Oh, you know what I found? You know what I looked up? We were looking, we were talking about it. Damn Margera. He's been found. He's alive. Who, Pete Rose? No, Bam Margera. Oh, Bam. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about Bam for like the last two weeks. We haven't brought him up. They found him like on the, the 16th of the set. He escaped the rehab <laughs> and they found him in like some hotel room in Florida. What's your thoughts on Jackass, man? Uh, the movie, obviously not, you know, all oh, those movies. Anybody. Listen, those movies are awesome. They're great movies. They're funny as all hell. Um, unfortunately, it just seemed like every one of those, uh, not every one of them, but a lot of them just went through like bad, bad, uh, episodes of like heavy addiction, pain pills, coke, yeah. booze. I mean, Steve-O, Steve-O has a new podcast. Uh, I guess it's about a year old. He's got a podcast out and he puts a lot of stuff on. He, he talks about Jackass a lot on it and he's got <laughs> he gets a lot of big names on it. It's a real good, good podcast. He does it from like a uh, an RV trailer in his driveway. OK, he's got it set up as like a studio. It's really cool. And he's had a lot of big names on and he was on somebody. Oh, he was on Mike Tyson's that hot boxing podcast. Mike Tyson does that podcast hot boxing where they just sit around, smoke weed and talk about like talk whatever he shit, wants right. to talk about. Yeah. And uh, they brought up Bam Margera. 
And it was like a whole thing about him with like, listen, man, everyone thinks because Ryan Dunn died. That's when he like went off the rails. Right. right. And when you listen to Steve-O talk about it, he's like, he goes, dude, Ryan Dunn was at his first intervention. He goes, this dude was was way out there from from years back. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's been to rehab, I think, quite a few times. He's always been a pain in the, you know, once he once he starts using and picking up, he becomes a pain in the ass. And that's why he wasn't on the uh, the last movie. He just became a real fucking nightmare again. <laughs> so was the Tyson line from The Hangover? We all do stupid shit when we're effed up. Yeah, I think he actually says that in the podcast too to like Steve-O. Like, yeah, man, we just uh, Steve-O tells a wild story how he got he almost got his ass kicked by uh Ray <laughs> from uh uh whatchamacallit from Wu Tang. <laughs> He's telling so he goes, dude, I show up to like Coachella or some, I don't know what the hell it was, maybe like a Lollapalooza, and yeah. Wu Tang clan is performing. And he goes, dude, he goes, I'm messed up already, man. And he goes, I'm kind of friends with Red Man and Method Man because they had done like jackass and we hung out a bunch of times. And ODB had like died, like not even a year before. And he goes, they were going to do a thing on stage, like a, a, a tribute thing to ODB. And he goes, I want to be on it, man. I'm going to run out naked and do some stuff and. At first, they were all into it. And then uh, I think they said Raekwon and the rest of the guys were like, nah, man, this is stupid. But he jumps on stage naked, does like a couple of backflips, and then they want to beat the shit out of him. And he keeps <laughs> talking about it and talking about it. And it's really, uh, dude, my, Mike Tyson has some interesting people on that show. He's another guy that's been around for 30 years. Right. And like the, the paths he's crossed in 30 years. Same thing with Steve-O. All it's cool when you see like podcasts of like older celebrities and like all their friends throughout the years. One of the coolest ones you want to listen to like some crazy shit because he's a pretty wacky dude is listen to the Steve O podcast with Corey Feldman. <laughs> dude, he's he's Yo, Corey Feldman's got some crazy stories. I think he I think he alleges like something to the effect of that Charlie Sheen, I guess, sodomized Corey. Yeah. This is a big thing they talk about on the bonfire a lot. Right. They went up like Big J. I think Corey Haim's mother denies. Yeah. Like like they like they make like nothing happened. Not to say we we found all this, but like, yeah, on the bonfire, Big J and Soder and the rest of the crew over there. They've been into Corey Feldman for years, and I listen to that show religiously. It's hilarious. And he hates them. He's blocked them on Twitter. He won't go on their show unless they apologize. But <laughs> like you said, the story goes during that movie, Lucas. Right. That Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen sodomized Corey Hain. Yeah. yeah. And That's a messed uh, up story. That guy, that kid died. I mean, he was messed up on drugs and stuff. Yeah. I believe, Dude, there was a movie. They did a Lifetime movie on him with those with uh, two quarries. Yeah, it's called the Tale of Two Corys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Corey Feldman's a lot. He's the only one alive, so he can say whatever he wants, and it's pretty messed up, man. Because he basically throws Haim under the bus, like, oh, he was this guy, he was gay, and he he just he just had sex with anyone he wanted. And he goes, maybe I was touched a couple of times. I'm really not too sure, but he's like banging <laughs> all these hot chicks, and he talks about how cool he is all the time. 
Dude, I'm telling you, listen to the uh, the, the 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 interview he does on Steve O's podcast. He's yeah. talking about like every time you want to like the guy, he just says like some some dopey stuff sometimes. Man. Yeah, listen to it, Mike. You know, I love those. I love those movies. I think the two best scenes from Jackass were anything with a little dwarf in it, which I thought was hysterical when they're tossing. Oh, we we man, we man. I think he's hysterical when he's like on the uh, he's got the little, the little king hat and he, they got him on the red carpet and they're tugging him like on a car, like a, like a, like in a processional on a car. The other one is, I think, where Steve O, well, one of them, he's in his underwear and he goes into like a like a record store, a sound studio, and he starts dancing to like the EDM music and he's like grinding up against this Chinese guy. Oh, no, that's uh, who's that guy? Pontius, Chris Pontius, yeah, party boy. I lost my but that's shit from like the original. That. I think that's from the first movie, right? Dude, I lost my shit watching that. I, Dude, I, you know, the whole thing with that was they filmed a lot of that in Japan. That first movie, <laughs> they couldn't get they couldn't get insured in America. They were like, this is too violent. Like the scene with the end of the movie when what's his face knocks him out. Butterbean. That's all in Japan. Because they wouldn't allow them to film it here. We talk a lot about comedy, right? From like when we grew up as kids in the 70s and the 80s, right? But I got to tell you, that five-year time period from like 2000 to like 2005 between Jackass, Chappelle, Old School, all those movies, it almost rivals, in my opinion, those, those, those time periods when we grew up, you know, and watched Animal House and Caddyshack and all those movies like in late 70s, early 80s. I thought it was a great time, man. Oh, yeah. It was... They were very... Uh... I mean, I guess polit like not politically correct, definitely. Right. It was changing um, at that and time. And it was just it was, still it, it was a lot of like just kid slapstick humor. Like right. the shit they did, it was all harmless. They were just messing around with their friends. They weren't hurting anybody else. They were just doing dumb shit to each other, which was hilarious. And it was good stuff, man. You know, there were a couple movies out there. Uh you know, you want to expand it to 2006. Hangover came out in 06, I believe. The, the original, which was hysterical with Tyson. Bradley Cooper. I saw something funny with Bradley Cooper. I guess somebody said something to him, I guess, when the movie Shallow came out and he won all these Academy Awards. And I guess some guy, a director, came up to him and he's like, I understand how you got nominated for, like, all these awards. You know, you, you don't deserve that. Yeah, he, yeah, I read that. He, the, the guy kind of like, Cooper's he won't like, say the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. He like, said the guy like shit on him. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually... He's filming some movie in my neighborhood right now. Is he? Somebody put something up on like a, a Facebook group. Like I saw Bradley Cooper on Austin Street today. So he's filming some movie over here. They had trucks out. I don't know if they're going to be back. But last week there was like trucks down further towards like uh, Austin Street. And uh, they were Austin, filming Austin Zale House. Is that still? Around? No, no, not that far down. Uh, closer to like 71st Avenue. OK, uh, over that way. Um. Uh did you watch the Obi-Wan finale? Yeah, man, I liked it. I mean, it, listen, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and it's like, it's definitely better. It's definitely better than the Boba Fett thing. I think it's on par with the with the with the Mandalorian. I thought it had the potential to be better. Um, and I kind of, the last episode kind of made up, but like there was there was some storylines that just they just left up in the air, like the black chick. I mean. I just don't get that role and that character. Like I understand it, but like they kind of left it in the wind. It was good to see him get his mojo back. There were a couple of Easter eggs that they threw in there. Like, you know, some of the stuff that he said, he goes, I'll do what I must, that kind of stuff that, 
you know, kind of harkens back to the movies, you know, as far as the, you know, the, the lines that they had or, you know, towards the end, hello there, you know, when he says to the kid, you know, when he meets Luke. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. It was good. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm going back and forth with Stranger Things, which I'm almost like mid, mid third season now. I'm almost caught up. And that's a really good series. You know, we've talked about that. But uh, I enjoyed Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was all right. I mean, I'll be honest. That, that final scene did not put me over the top at all. No, no, I agree. I agree. Like, who can, like, if you saw all the movies, you knew that was happening. Right. You know, I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, I the best scene for me was watching Vader get his head cracked open. That was, man, I put that tweet out and I, 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 I really mean it. Remember in Star Wars movies when once you got hit with that lightsaber, you died? Yeah. Dude, that chick got the lightsaber through her body like her body right i'm calling bullshit on that yeah dude obi-wan got it that way and just disappeared man the other guy got it got cut in half and i guess he's he's alive now yeah uh the guy with the ponytail who made the appearance qui-gon or whatever the hell you want to call him he uh he got he got it the same way the chick got it right 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 right. that's bullshit man (laughs) i agree with you mike i'm with you I enjoyed it though. It was good, man. You know, look, you you hit it on the head, man. It's it, it's it's got the nostalgia piece. Yeah, there are, there are it's always of, pulling at the heartstrings, man. There's a lot of Easter eggs, but it was enjoyable, man. I mean, it definitely made up for Boba Fett, which I thought was atrocious. You know, in hindsight, you know, talking to my friend, just that that sucked, man. I mean, it was just so such a brutal watch. And yeah, I watch- I think they definitely I, they talked about this being just a one off series, but I I could definitely see it coming back. Boba Fett? Uh, no, the uh, the Obi Wan. They were talking about like yeah, they- yeah, yeah. I I can see another season. I can see another season. But you got to remember, man, you're cutting into the timeline, so it's like ten years before. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You, you only have ten years after the Revenge of the Sith. You you're kind of cutting it close, you know, almost like Rogue One. Like I'd like to see them lead up to Rogue One. That would be good. But you know, it seems like they wrapped it up. You know, Vader is done with you know chasing this guy. The Emperor kind of called him out on it. He's like, you, you know, you, you look like an idiot. You know, chasing this guy. And I guess that's how they wrapped it up. You know, going into New Hope, where you know this guy was, you knew where he was for twenty years. Yeah. You know, why didn't you go after him? You know, that kind of shit. But um, I enjoyed it, man. It was good. It was. Good, I will like say I the, the the cracked helmet scene did get me. I was like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. That was good, man. That was good. Yeah. You know, and then he's, you know, he gave his little thing. It's like, I killed him, which kind of leads into the new hope, you know, where, you know, he murdered your father, you know, and why'd you lie to me? Well, I really didn't lie to you. It was a white lie, you know, that kind of shit. (laughs) It was good, though. It was good. It was enjoyable. You know, it's a, it it definitely, it could have been better in some regards, but uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I really wanted to check out the Selvis movie, Mike. I mean, I was, I was. Yeah, when does it come out? It came out yesterday. Oh, it did come out. Okay. And it's getting great reviews. Like everybody that I follow on Twitter, the family of Elvis, it's really phenomenal. It's got a great soundtrack. Like they took a lot of his music and they remixed it. Like, um, for example, I was going to play something earlier and I just, I was like, ah, you know what? I don't want to get, I don't want to get flagged for anything. So I just didn't play Elvis. But uh, there's a couple of his songs that are remixed that sound unbelievable. Well, that, who, who directed it? That guy, that Boz Lerman? Yeah. Dude directed it. Yeah, he's big with like music and stuff. Like, didn't he do that with Moulin Rouge and yes. all of those kind of movies? That's the feel apparently that it has. It's like he's under the circus tent, you know, with the, with the black people and he's singing gospel and stuff and they got hands on his heads and stuff like in Borat. You know, it's like uh, Jesus loves you, that kind of stuff. You know, it's a really, there's a couple wild scenes, but it's got great reviews. I mean, 
I'm an Elvis yeah, but fan. We were, ta- we were talking about this, too. How dark does it get on the king? Like, I don't think it, at all. I don't think it goes down that path. Like, I think it goes to like, like we were saying too. Like w- once the family's approving of it, then then they were probably no, like, no, well, no, you're no, be- no. You're not seeing him dead I mean, on the toilet bowl. You're not seeing yeah. him shooting up. You're not seeing him effing you know fourteen you know, year old chicks. None yeah, of that his stuff. wife was fourteen, man. Right. You're not getting that. Yeah. You're getting you're getting his childhood. You're getting hip shaking and you're getting a lot of emphasis on Colonel Tom Parker. You know who. Apparently, I did a little deep dive on him. He was a little bit of a scumbag, you know? Oh, yeah. You know? But then again, most of those guys are. You know, it's like kind of like the uh, the guy in the chipmunk movie, Ian. You know, if you ever watched it, my kids watch that movie all the time. And it's like, you know, you got Dave and then you got the, the guy with the glasses. Yeah. Who looks like me. And he's kind of like a scumbag agent that is trying to rip off the chipmunks. I read, I read a thing about him, though. There was a, a famous movie producer. Oh, man, I forget the guy. Oh, Jerry Weintraub. He was a famous movie producer. And one of the first things he did that cracked him into put him into the big time in show business was he he helped produce Elvis's tour in like 1975 or some shit oh, like that. Whatever. Yeah, like a fat Elvis tour when he toured. And okay. this guy helped produce it. And he goes, I was partners basically with Colonel Tom Parker. And he goes, I had heard all these stories that he was a piece of shit and he was going to try and screw me out of money. He goes, the last night of the tour, he walked in with a, a suitcase filled with money. And he goes, he emptied it on a table. And he goes, he took his cane and he put it right down the middle of the money and he split it in two piles. He goes, that's my pile. That's your pile. He goes, and the guy was like, wow. He goes, he goes, they were even piles. He goes. And I walked out with 300 grand that night yeah. in 1970s money in, in the 1970s. Because I walked out with three hundred thousand dollars out of like, I think it was like Joe Robbie Stadium it was like the final night of the tour or whatever. Nice. nice. You know what a mark of a good movie, Mike? And, and I think another reason why I want to go see it. And this goes back to Maverick, too. There's a lot of people that are talking about going to see these movies again in the theater. Like, I can't tell you the amount of people that I talked about. Like, yo, listen, I'm going to go check out Maverick again. I'm going to watch it in the theater. I'm going to go see it again or even that with Elvis. Like it's been out two days and I'm reading, you know, a couple of people I follow on Twitter and, you know, I've talked to a couple of people that have actually seen it. Yeah. I would definitely go back and see it. And that's a mark of a good movie because usually, you know, somebody watches something in the theater and it's like, ah, it was good, you know, but you know, I've said this on the show, right. You know, it's like, all right, it was okay, but I could watch it on my 75 inch TV and be completely cool with it. Yeah. I have no idea. When is the last time I saw a movie twice? It's been forever for me, man. I, I can't think of one. You know, I thought about it the other day and I'm like, you know what? For people to actually say that. And I got to be honest with you, I'm teetering on maybe going to a really upscale movie theater, like with a really insane like screen and going back and watching Maverick. Again. Oh, I'm sure with a great like sound system. Right. It's going to sound like amazing. IMAX theater with like yeah, if you're going to an I, I would, I'm sure they got a plane in IMAX. I would definitely go check it out in IMAX. So I think I'm going to do that. Uh, Elvis, I'll probably catch hopefully maybe tomorrow night, maybe, maybe during the week. You know, I'm going to take my wife and, you know, we're going to go. She's, she's into it. You know, looks great. Looks great. It's about time we get a good, you know, run of movies. Uh, the King. Not so much for Lightyear, though. <laughs> the, uh, the oh, yeah. I heard it blows. Figuratively, Mike, come on. <laughs> I don't know. About that. 
but yeah, but, yeah, it, it got real bad reviews, right? It's horrible, dude. It's, it's bombing. And, and those like, those kids movies, that's like a license to print money. Those movies, right. they never but, really do bad. There's a lot of woke shit in it and people are fed up, man. You know, look, I'm not going to beat over, you know, I'm not going to beat over anybody. What, did that, what made it like so woke? Because I, I, I'll be honest, a, I know nothing about this movie. There's a same sex LBGT type character. They share a kiss. It's like, dude, Ooh. Again, it's, it's kids, man. I mean, you know, but again, if well, they I did say that too, like in what? That one or... of the Star Wars flicks. Right. And everyone well, flipped out. Man. I mean, well, I think, too, I think the big thing was getting rid of what's his face too, Tim Allen. Because he's a pretty conservative. He's like a conservative dude. And I don't think they wanted anything to do with him. But again, you can't get around it these days, you know, without, you know, when you talk about children and, and sexuality, just in general, it's like, you know, people just confuse it with civil rights and bigotry and all this stuff. So it gets shut down. And ultimately, the only way that you have, you know, to speak is through your money. And I think people spoke. <laughs> Pure and simple, like you said, it's a it's a it's a license to print money. You know, I think. The yeah, those I mean, that's million. a what Pixar movie, man. When is when have they not made money? I don't know. But nothing, you know, hey, people memory. don't want to see it. People don't want to see it. They don't want it. You know what? Once you get that negativity attached to especially with right. kids and bringing a like kid to a movie. Oh, do you want your kid to see this? Man, that's that's it. It's a wrap. So. It is. It is. And like I said, I mean, you're bringing your five year old kid, your four year old kid. It's like, eh. Take them and see this, some questionable stuff. Maybe I don't approve. Maybe I'm with it. Maybe I'm not. Eh, I don't want to think about it. I'll do something else. Yeah, I think that's another thing, too. You just want to take your kid to a movie and you just want to, like, shut the kid up for two hours. You don't want to have to play the explanation game. Right. I don't have to explain stuff. I don't want to have to give my take on it. What's right? What's wrong? You know, left, right, left, left point of view, right point of view. It's just it's too much thinking, man. People just want to take their kids and enjoy shit, you know? But um, yeah. A couple other things happened this week. Uh, Tony Siragusa, 55 years old, man. Yeah, I read. Did you read the article about his father died at like 48? Yeah, heart failure. I mean, he was a big dude. I mean, I get it. I, dude, that guy was like out of shape when he played. Yeah, he was big. He dude. was a big. I thought he he wasn't that tall either. He was like a six two guy. He wasn't like six five. One of those six guys. seven. No, nah, he was. I think he, he was, was like. The I think they had him build at like six two. I think he was in The Sopranos. He made a couple of appearances there, right? He did one appearance on The Sopranos, from what I read. And blah, blah, blah. oh, he was in that movie, Twenty Fifth Hour. He played a, a gangster in that. Right. Um, supposedly a very nice guy. He was always true to like he's a, a real Jersey dude. Stayed in Jersey after he finished playing. I mean, he had that long run on like Fox NFL for like 10 years because he retired in like oh one. When they beat the Giants in the Super Bowl, I think that was his like last game. I don't know if he played the next season or not. Was he on the Jets at one point? No, nah, it was just uh, the Colts and the Ravens. Yeah, he was on the he had a long run on the Colts, like a nine year run on the Colts. Right. And then he had like three years with the Ravens, hit the Super Bowl and was like, I'm out. No, nah, very surprised. I mean, listen, he's a big guy, probably heart attack. Oh, he was probably 400 pounds when he died, you know, like. Because he was big, I remember, after he played. Remember when they made him the sideline guy for all those years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like... Uh... Look, I get... I'm I'm out of shape. I mean, look, I'm, I'm closing in on 50, right? Like you, and it's like... You go to the doctors, and it's like they want to put you on every medication known to man. Your blood pressure, your cholesterol, this and that. Dude, you got to lose weight. I'm down 10 pounds, so now they're off my ass, so I don't have to go on cholesterol medicine. But it's like... 
you know, the doctor said it to me, he's like, you know, what you're doing now in your 40s is going to affect you for the next 10, 15 years. And if you really go the wrong way. Yeah, they say you know, the 40s, 40s, that decade, that decade of your life is the magic, magic time. That's if right. you can escape your 40s without anything major happening in your life, like medically, you, you should be OK. Should be OK. Sure. But what he said, he goes, you know, you're laying you're laying the groundwork for, you know, heart problems or, you know, diabetes or some, you know, that kind of stuff later in life in your 40s. Now, yeah, so like you may escape your 40s and not have any major shit, but he's like, you know, I remember showing him the testosterone pills that I was taking that made me feel great. And he's like, yeah, it's great. He goes, you'll be the best looking corpse in the graveyard. You want that? Because in five, <laughs> ten years, if you continue doing that, that's the route you're going. Oh, speaking of steroids. Did you see that picture of Kyle Fawnsworth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nat <laughs> oh natural. Oh, okay. natural, sure. Kyle Fawnsworth. He was always a big dude. Man. He must have put on. For people that don't remember uh, Kyle Fawnsworth, he pitched for the Yankees. I think he was on a couple of the World Series teams, right? Uh, I think he was like early 2000s. I think he kind of missed out on it. Tory wrote him like Zorro. And, yeah, uh, what was he? A, uh, he was like a mid-reliever, right? Yeah. Mid reliever, the guy, he's like six, seven on top of just being big. Sorry, pic picture. I don't know if he's competing or stuff or whatever. He's I doing, think he's but... a competitive bodybuilder, man. There's pictures of he's this wrapped. dude. He's, he's got to be pushing 50 or mid mid to late 40s. And he is ripped the fuck up, man. Holy shit. Yeah. He's an animal. Look, I just like to crack under 200 pounds. I'm a small guy. You know, <laughs> that, that's my goal. <laughs> dude, that guy is immense. Now. Holy shit. Yeah. Google Kyle Fawnsworth bodybuilder. Woo. <laughs> he could. He could be in the. He's like, he looks like old school Batista. Batista. Just like, Speaking remember when Batista of, uh, was probably had like every drug steroid in his body. He looked like that. Speaking of which, we never got around to talking about Vince McMahon's suspension from the WWE. Oh, yeah, his suspension. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. I it's his company. It's my wait. company. Suck it. He went, you don't like it? Suck it. <laughs> well, it's a publicly traded company, so I guess that's probably one of the reasons why they did it. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you could spend me all that you want. It's my company. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that. I guess I guess he got involved in an extramarital affair, you know, with one of the employees. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm Vince like, McMahon, bro. I'm untouchable. I, I think the same kind of thing happened with Tesla. I guess somebody wrote an open letter, one of the Tesla employees, about Elon Musk being a bad guy and... All of a sudden, Elon Musk said, okay, bye-bye, see you later. Can't do it, you know? I mean, I may not like my employer all I want, but you know what? I go on here, I go on social media and start talking badly about him. That's within their right, you know, to see you later, Musk. Have a nice day. Yeah. So you're not pulling that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, the guys that own these companies, you know, you, you can bitch all they want, all you want, you know, Gates. You know, Bezos, Musk, all of them. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, exactly. I own the company. All right. You don't like what I did? Too See bad. Bye-bye. Take a hike. <laughs> Suck it. You don't like it? Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> what do you think? He's of, another guy, uh, man. He's got to be. How many? He's a big steroid head. He is, but he's got to be pushing. He's like our father's age. Yeah, he's like in his mid-70s, dude. And he looks good. For a 70 year old guy, you know, keep I doing mean, steroids. man. Like, that's why, man, when people say like steroids are bad for you and then you see these guys, you're like, no, way, they look man. pretty fucking. 
I mean, it sucks when they stop doing it. Dude, I'm just a regular guy. You know, I have a little bit of money here and there. And throughout the years, I worked out in college. I worked out, you know, in my 20s. And I had access to stuff like in the GNCs that were really good, that really made me feel good and really allowed me to work out. I never took steroids. But um, I can't imagine if I had millions of dollars like these these athletes and had access to not the generic shit that you find at GNC, but really top-of-the-line crap. Stuff to really make you feel good, like, you know, kind of like, you know, what these guys do, these athletes do, you know, to the point where, you know, you look at a guy like Sylvester Stallone. He's in his 70s. Like you yeah, said, he does. You know, like, what is it? Like H- What did he get caught with that time? HGH, like HGH. Right. That's the thing, I think, like for our age now. I, I took where- that in my late 20s, man. And what it does, it it, it kind of is like, they, they call it the drug of the youth, you know, a youth drug. Yeah. It kind of replenishes, like, you know, a lot of the vital enzymes and, and stuff, you know, especially for males, not not so much for females, but both of them helps your bone density. You know, it definitely, it keeps you young. HMB is another one. You know, there's guys out there that I know, like, like you said, like not, they're not professional bodybuilders. Well, one guy is my friend, Ralph, who watches the show. He competed. And uh, I'm sure if he's watching this, there's stuff that's not steroids, but it, it's pretty damn close. What's that other stuff? GBH? GBH, right. That's the stuff that just helps you sleep, right? Yeah, oh, I think that's all it's for. I mean, it's like a date rape drug, I but mean, bodybuilders take it just to sleep and recover. I look at a guy like Tom Brady, right? For example, that guy's he's 45 years old. He's our brother's age. You know, our sister, you know, your, your yeah. youngest brother and my, my sister, right? Guy's in tip top shape. I mean, and it's not yeah, all but, due to good eating and stuff. You know, I mean, that guy's got, dude, we, to we, you know, yeah, we don't make 30 million dollars a year. I can't hire a guy. To say, all right, show me what to eat every day. I mean, the it's best like line I ever heard about right. Tom Brady was the dude's cheat day is an apple. You know, like <laughs> he is, what is he? He eats like some weird avocado ice cream. Like Listen, everyone's like friend, kind of, you know, like broken down his diet, what he eats. And Listen, I, if my buddy Tony is watching this or Pudge is watching this, they are huge Brady fans. We go at it all the time about who the greatest is. I don't think he's the greatest. They do. Majority people do. That said, like Tom Cruise and no macho, I'm not a Scientologist. I give a lot of credit to Brady. I give a lot of credit for Brady keeping the yeah, body it's, the way but, he is. But that's, uh, I get what you're, what you're saying, saying too. I mean, he's got the but money. it is, it's his job. Yeah, it's his job. That's how I always look at it. His job, you know, the same way Derek Jeter is the same way, you know, maybe not to an extent. But a rod like a rod, that guy, that guy's like a Greek god when you look at him. Yeah, no, you know. Right. But then you look at a guy like John Crook. You know, now, listen, the guy looked like he loaded trucks. Some of the that. females too. I mean, Madonna looks great for for a woman in her sixties. Ah, uh, she's no, she's starting to like get really. She's getting a little weird old lady. Yeah, a little bit, of. a little bit. But she looks good for a woman in her sixties. Yeah, she's what sixty three or whatever. I think 63, 64 years old, man. Or I'll tell you another one who I think, you know, for her age, J-Lo. J-Lo looks fantastic. Yeah, I think that's it. But she's another one that's just like, I got to get up and work out for eight hours a day. And I mean, she's got to be 52, 53 years Yeah, old. she's early 50s. She, yeah. No, she she's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, Jennifer Aniston's probably the same thing. Early. Yeah, I agree. She's 50s up there. or whatever, late 40s. So she's our age, I think. Maybe uh, maybe you're too old to. But um, I heard she's think- flawless to look at in person. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, like like you said, you know, that's their jobs, right? 
Yeah. Get access to the best. What do you think of the uh, the judicial uh, rulings this week? You got two of them, one that affected us here in New York, and uh, I guess on one on a national scale. Um, You kind of, I don't know, you kind of knew it was going to happen. They, in a way, like the Democrats kind of shot themselves in the foot. You know, they told, you know, and, and it's sad in a way because it's going to ruin her legacy if people keep bringing it up, but like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She got told to retire a long time ago. Yeah. She yeah. didn't want to leave this kind of that was kind of the catalyst for for eventually Trump to, you know, or stack the court. Justice, right. You know, it helps stack the court. And yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, I, you know, I, I've seen a lot of our friends on Facebook put stuff up one way or the other. I don't really have an over opinion of it. It's just basically from what I read, it's basically handing stuff to the states. So if you're in New York, really nothing changes. Um, if you're in Missouri, you're yeah. shit out of luck. You know, that kind of deal. The only thing that kind of perplexes me, Mike, and I, I don't really have a strong opinion on it, is like, as a Catholic, you know, I see a lot of our friends like on Facebook, like putting like these really leftist views up. And it's like, dude, I get it. I mean, you want to be social justice guy and stuff, but you're a Catholic. I mean, it's kind of like against what, what we were brought up with. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to grasp. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but like, I see some of these people, and it's like, dude, you're a Catholic. You went to Catholic school your whole life, and maybe I'm not the most religious guy or the guy to talk about it, but it's like, uh, a little no, bit. I, I feel this. I, I feel like, listen, I have two daughters. I have a wife. Their body, their choice. I can feel however I want to feel as a Catholic. In the end, it comes down to a woman's choice. That's it. That's just I mean, the way it's going it. to be. I mean, I think, you know, there should be probably provisions for rape or incest, but I also don't think it should be used as contraception. And I also don't think I don't believe in anything. I, yeah. Contraception. That's kind of, a you, you know, know, and I don't think you should be doing it like in the seventh, eighth month, you know, when the thing is, you know, viable, you know, I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, but I don't think it, it was getting into that. that there is a week. Of. I think they were, they were they're trying to talk about the cutoff of the week, what constitutes what. Listen, this is something that's going to be argued until the end of time. And that's it. You know, like, like I said, man, it, it, it's a woman. You can't tell a woman what she, you can't tell a person, period. Oh, wait what they can do with their body. Well, my argument to that. And again, we're not women. So, again, I hear you and I hear people who are in favor of it. But my question is, you can't tell people to do what your body, but you did for the last two and a half years. You told people they needed the vaccine. Oh, no, everyone came out. No, I, I understand with the vaccine mandate and this and that. And it, like I said, this is something that is just going to go back and forth now with people. So. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I see they're rioting already. I mean, um, yeah, maybe they'll have hearings on it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Speaking of which, I now. saw the Colbert staff. We talked about this. They, uh, uh, you know, a little bit about more about it than than me, Mike. I, mean, I read like, I, yeah, I read the one post article where it was they were in there filming, I guess, and then they just started to wander. And one of the, the Capitol police officers or whoever it was was like, "What are you doing in here? Oh, well, <laughs> we're just doing that." And too bad, tag, you're it, man. 
Yeah, it seemed a little weird, man. It seemed a little weird. I didn't really get too much of the story other than the fact that they got, I guess, arrested. Yeah, and then, like, I think Colbert went on the news the next day, went on his show, and was like, oh, they they, they locked up a puppet. Because, uh, what was it, that Triumph the Insult comic dog? Okay. The guy who does him, Robert Smigel from uh, SNL, used to be on SNL. He was one of the guys, I think, arrested. Whose father invented braces. Nice. I didn't know that. Millionaire. Dad was a dentist. And my, my kids are uh, up for those things. Those things are not cheap. So no. make a pretty penny. And I guess the other question I have, so we talked about the big judicial one on the national scale. How about the one that affects us? You know, maybe could you explain it in the little time that we have the concealed carry permit law that was... Uh, I didn't even... Re- I, listen, I can carry a gun. I don't care. You want to carry a gun? Carry a gun. I don't, I don't I don't know what it's going to do. They, they, they said it's still going to it's still going to be up to like private places. Like if you want to go to the garden. They can tell, you, no, you can't come in with it. So, so and like that's been I'm... a that's been a big thing in in certain venues throughout the city since like this whole thing started with uh, who can carry and who can't carry in the city. So my my question, Mike, though, is for a layperson in the city. Right. You know, yeah. What, how does that affect them? Like if I want to buy a nine millimeter and, and, and walk around with it in Astoria Park. Can I do that? Or do I still have to go through the rigmarole of the licensing? And yeah, you still got to get a license and everything. Got to get a license, right? It's just the carry that you can conceal it, I guess. That's what it seems like. Around, you can conce- walk around with it like, you know, like, yeah, like the old West and shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> eh, some crazy stuff. Maybe we'll get into a little bit more next week. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Listen, you know, that's like that's like when people say give everyone a gun. And I always, you know, I don't I don't think that's such a great idea. I mean, I'm with you look, look at look at what happened two years ago when we ran out of toilet paper, the way people <laughs> were treating each other. Now, now give all those people guns and see what would happen. Not good. So Not good. Press for time. It looks like folks. So I guess we'll uh, we'll hit the plugs here. I got uh, DJ Chris Clash, www.chrisclash.com. Jay Cristiano, Cardinal Financial, 844-442-7334. And Tommy D's Place, Five Star by Shopping uh, by Tommy, 917-559-8264. This place on uh, 36th Avenue, The Mad Donkey. Take it away, Mike. Uh, This Monday. Oh, yeah, this comes out Sunday. So the next day, Monday, I'll be at Broadway Comedy Club, 9 and 11 p.m. Go to broadwaycomedyclub.com for ticks. And uh, check out Jacket I Can Paint and Pat Dixon. Uh, Pat, we're all in your corner. People don't know what happened to Pat. You can go look it up on Twitter. Let's go, Pat. Um, Other than that, have a good one. And we'll see you next week. Manana, folks.